822 on the morning drive. Rusty Thompson with us now for a look at what's happening uh, in in headline news today. Good morning, Rusty. Good morning. Uh, well, one of the stories we've been following since Saturday afternoon, uh, a woman remains in custody, a young man still in the hospital after a pretty bizarre incident in East Windsor. That happened around 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Witnesses saying a car jumped the curb at a housing complex near Hawthorne Drive and Lozon Parkway out in the East End, crashed through a fence into a building, pinning the victim under the vehicle. Now, police say the, uh, the victim suffered life-threatening injuries, the driver now charged with attempted murder. No names have been released, and police have not indicated if the woman and the victim knew each other, but witnesses say it was clear that she did know the victim. Uh, we expect more details will be released uh, today and in the coming days as this investigation continues. Yeah, and a lot of mm. rumors and innuendo going on about this story. We're even getting some texts to us right now yes. about what people are saying and Yeah, and, and stuff, until so. things are confirmed, I mean, there's a lot of different... Uh, rumors out there on social media about what happened who these people are so we hope to get more confirmation on Mm. on what actually happened there saturday afternoon Mm. Uh, also something that took place yesterday workers at the kiboto club could be on strike as of wednesday morning Uh, nearly 100 bartenders cooks dishwashers the maintenance and kitchen staff servers they voted 70 percent in favor of a walkout to back contract demands Unifor Local 240 President Jody Nesbitt says the vote really gives the union the bargaining power it was looking for. We do have some pretty big outstanding issues that we're waiting to get through, so I'm hoping that this mandate is going to push the company to understand we need to get a deal and, and our members are behind us. The issues include shift scheduling, seniority, wages, and defining part-time and full-time workers. They'll be in a legal strike position as of 12.01 Wednesday morning. Uh, speaking of union activity, Unifor and the Ontario Public Service Employees Union are teaming up against what they describe as the destructive agenda of Premier Doug Ford. They say his comments last week about the closure of the GM plant in Oshawa, just not good for Ontarians, didn't sit well with the union. Uh, after the closure was announced, Ford said there's nothing his government can do to prevent it, said the president of GM told him the ship has already left the dock. Mm. The union now planning to lobby the government to reinvest in public services and encourage employers to create good, stable jobs. I think people just wanted to see, well, the union members just wanted to see some kind of fight. Yeah, some give kind us of a fight little from something. From Premier Ford, you know, an attempt in public, you know, to to fight for those jobs. And yeah, to, didn't to have that. that backing, that mm-hmm. support. Yeah, I, I think I think that was a, a, the sentiment uh, definitely from the union, just that, we're losing our jobs. This, uh, you know, a city is going to be hurt pretty, pretty heavy by the loss of the, you know, a manufacturing plant. And right. then it was just kind of like, well, that's well, it. Let's move along. And, well, I, and I read an interesting article on the weekend. Ride sharing is what's hurting the auto industry right now. That ride sharing is going to be the next wave, not Uber, but like you kind of share a car with people, your own car. Where you kind of, okay, I want it this morning. I want a car this morning. And in bigger cities, that probably works. There there already is. There's a couple of companies who are doing it, and GM's getting into it now, too. And autonomous vehicles. I mean, GM's making this whole move so they can get moving and get ahead of the curve. You know, it's happening right now, and so... When you, and also the shift away from uh, from sedans, the fact that SUVs and trucks dominate the market. Yeah. But uh, I, I understand the sentiment that they just wanted that, that you've got our backs, and now the unions, even though GM has said to pretty much every government, just to put it out there, that they said, no, we're moving on. Like They understand the public relations hit they're taking, yep. but they're making a decision which they feel is best, I guess, for yeah. their company. And they knew term. it was coming. You know when you close a plant in several plants in the U.S. as well, the, the PR hit's going to come, and you, you know, they, they felt like they did uh, what they had to do. 
Uh, as work on the $5.7 billion Gordie Howe Bridge gears up, so is uh, employment to get the job done. 100 jobs have already been posted by Builder Bridging North America with another 2,500 on the way. Wow. Director of Communications for the Windsor-Detroit Bridge Authority, Mark Butler, says many of these jobs will continue long after all the construction is complete. Beyond actually building the bridge over a seven-year period, we'll be operating the bridge over a 30-year period. So they'll have a long-term existence here in Windsor. Another public information session on the bridge takes place at McKenzie Hall tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Job postings are listed at wdbridge.com. That's wdbridge.com if you are someone out there looking for one of the many jobs that's going to be coming up. Yeah, that's great. And, of course, again, that that, uh, public information session on the bridge tomorrow night at McKenzie Hall, 7 o'clock. And I know they're, you know, obviously temporary jobs, but, I mean, how long is it going to take to build this thing? Like, what what are they saying, three years? And you know it's going to take longer. And with, uh, I mean, some of these are temporary jobs, yes, but I mean, they're going to be good paying jobs and they're going to be, you know, steady work for a good good chunk of time. And you're going to need people to maintain the bridge, uh, you know, when once it's built and gets going in in 2035 or uh, 40 (laughs) or 50, whatever it is. And hopefully they don't allow rust like (laughs) there is on the Ambassador Bridge. All right. And the news poll question today, Rusty. Well, a new study finds the most Canadian cities not prepared for extreme weather events brought about by climate change, such as floods or wildfires. Have you taken measures to protect your property in the event of severe weather? Hmm. And so, I mean, it's this study is pretty interesting. The fact they looked at uh, 63 municipalities across the country and just found major gaps in the vast majority of cities hmm. that have not prepared. And and what the study was saying, the authors, is that this is going to cost money long term by not planning ahead. And the fact that taxes will have to go up to pay for infrastructure upgrades as these weather events wow. hit. And also the fact that uh, property values will be hurt in those high-risk areas. Right, right. That all makes sense. So, okay. so yeah, that's the question. Have you taken any measures? You can vote at am800cklw.com. All right, Rusty, thank you. And uh, we'll hear from Rusty again with another traffic update in the next half hour of the program. It's 628 on the morning drive.